0: to Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and yes, video stores still exist, and of course, just check us out. We're in video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist, and you're probably wondering, wait, we, but it's only you talking. Of course, guys, the dogs are here. The Honorable Tesla is in his cine cave, in his cave where he keeps his little posters at of his... You know, dog-sized posters of his favorite movies. I'm not even allowed in there. The Phantasm is Frida is, but she chooses not to go in there because it's Tesla's cinematic cave that he likes to put up. Uh, that it, that his bark emanates from it uh, from it. So he likes to let everyone know that he is a cinephile, as his father's co-host the illustrious butt Meister. how's it going buddy
1: what a way to tee it up increasingly more difficult every time you do an intro talking about the dogs it is increasingly more difficult not to break and and mess up the audio in the beginning of that (laughs) but i'm so happy that the dogs are in their cave of wonders hi everyone welcome back to cinema gems we're another show on the internet where a bunch of nerds uh nerd out about things they love last week we kind of hit ourselves in the foot a little bit by subjecting ourselves to a less-than-great movie. Still found a lot of entertainment value in it, and y'all can still go back and listen to it with the Admiral's new and improved little tag on the end of there after finally being able to watch the dang movie, or the ending of it, at least. I'm happy for you, Admiral. I also loved the tag on the end of that episode. Thank you. That was very good. Uh, Thank you. This week, completely different tone shift. We're shifting away from things that we watch just to subjugate ourselves to doo do uh and try to expand our minds that way we're going the different direction we're going with a movie that we both already love going into this review and the chances of you not having seen this are pretty dang slim i'm gonna assume that everyone listening to this episode and clicking on this has either seen kingsman and the subsequent not as good sequels or has been on the fence about watching it for a long time and doesn't really know what they're getting into we're here for you either way let's get into it
0: all right so it's the 10th anniversary of kingsman yes kingsman came out 10 years ago yes we're old yes we all have done the ravishes of times looking in the mirror and wondering what we've done with our life yes it's fine it's okay is it crazy
1: i remember the exact sensation going through my head the first time i watched this movie at the time, it really felt like the James Bond of our generation.
0: Yeah, and then they went and shot themselves in the foot with the second one.
1: Yeah, they, they went into weird directions with the sequel. And I still haven't seen the the big prequel yet. Uh, other than so, the, okay. the, the 1812 Overture slow-mo fight at the end.
0: So So, I'm letting you know. This one is amazing. Yep. The sequel sucks. The prequel... Is better than the sequel The prequel's really good Really good
1: I'm, I remember enjoying the sequel In theaters, walking away from it Going, there were some things There there's a lot of things about it that just straight up Don't make sense, a lot of questions that were not answered Not the case with Kingsman the Secret Service The, the first installment of the series is in my mind Perfect uh, And all of the things that needed To be expanded upon in a sequel Weren't
0: correct like the statesman who cares about the statesman who cares
1: yeah, i don't, I don't know. care about the statesman i care about exy galahad spoiler alert recruiting new people into the kingsmen and carrying on the cycle that harry started yep we can okay. get into that and we can explain all of that in the general plot of the movie
0: so you want to talk about mark hamill's british accent that's actually pretty spot on
1: uh, the second time I watched this this week was the first time watching it with GLaDOS. And when they saw Mark Hamill on screen, they absolutely lost it. And i tried to explain, no, this was kind of like Mark Hamill's 21st century resurgence back into the pop yeah. culture popularity right before he was back into Star Wars.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then he gets saved by... Um, Norrington. Jack... Yes, Jack Davenport himself.
1: Commodore James. Norrington, who is the current Lancelot. You you see in the, the the kind of prologue scene with the like the spy kids animations, uh, but more violent as the logo animations are happening in the intro. Uh, basically Jack Davenport uh and our main character of the movie, Eggsy's father, are both in the same kind of recruitment program that he's about to be in many 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 years before something goes wrong on the mission
0: 1997
1: yep and Eggsy's dad dives on a grenade because harry missed it and as we see throughout the movie harry is a very observant very ocd kind of person and really takes it upon himself really like it, it hurts him that he missed something and missing it Caused one person their life. And if that one person hadn't sacrificed himself. Everyone in that room would be dead. And.
0: Yeah and that's why. That's why he tries to go the extra mile. To do everything to. Pay Eggsy's father back. Okay.
1: By setting Eggsy up for success. Wherever he can. Okay. By giving his mom like. He, hey here's our contact number. Hey little kid. Hold on to this metal. This is for you to use in a bind when you need it. Flash forward to many uh, years a, later.
0: Oh, 17 years? Yeah, my
1: 17, 17 years, years later, and uh, Lancelot Norrington uh, barges into a little house in the snow uh, and seemingly and, and rescues Argentina. Professor Ar- Arnold. Is it in Argentina? It is in Argentina, isn't it? Uh, with yeah, it is. the largest collection of bald goons I've ever seen.
0: And I love how, I love how they like he's like just rip it off. I was told under strict instructions not to hurt you.
1: Now, I do I, I, like, I would be it. missing an opportunity if I didn't discuss one thing that Glados brought up in watching this movie. The the way they film all of their action scenes is brilliant because they film them all on slow-mo cameras and speed up the action to be more real time uh, for certain moments. And in those moments, they get because it's filmed in slow mo, more frames per second. You get to see more things going on in the camera. It's the opposite of the kind of shaky cam. You can't see anything because we're shaking the camera too much, and it's going to hide all the imperfections of the stunt work stuff that we had seen from like the Bourne trilogy just a few years before this. It's the
0: correct, and that's why I, that's why I like that's why I like this series. And I felt like they shot themselves in the foot in the second one. Because they were like, oh, you like weird uh, high-octane action? Okay, cool. We're just going to have robot dogs. It's like, no. We just like the resurgence of, like, old school, you're hanging a lantern at, like, oh, hey, we like those old James Bond movies. Oh, hey, give me a far-fetched theatrical plot. Like, yes, that's what we want. Yeah. That's all we want. That's all we want. Um uh um before we go any further do you want to talk about the music because i think the music was amazing not only the choices for Freebird, which we're not going to really talk about the church sequence because it was talked to death 10 years ago but the church sequence
1: so the wow. music by That's... henry Jack henry jackman and matthew Margison uh is phenomenal throughout the movie uh there are Several recurring themes that are both very spy-like, but also put their own kind of twist on, uh, themes from the genre that you've heard before. You hear the do do doom that kind of minor seventh chord that is very synonymous with spy movies in general. You hear it in the James Bond movies, you hear it in the Incredibles theme, uh, and it just elicits a theme of, ooh, mystery, um... And their music in this is phenomenal. And on top of that, the uh, uh, the music pick for certain scenes by Matthew Vaughn is phenomenal. Like you said, the Freebird scene later on absolutely freaking slaps. I don't think anyone is gonna. Don't forget, deny
0: that. don't forget Casey Casey uh, Casey and the Sunshine yep. Band.
1: Yep, the, uh, great music choices all throughout this. Uh, again, Gladys Nyro, While watching this, Gladys kept mentioning this feels almost like. An Edgar Wright movie. And I had to stop them and be like, if yeah. this was Edgar Wright, some of the action beats would have synced more with the beats in the music, more literally. They almost do that with the editing in this, but instead the music is really used as color and flavor instead of beat for beat uh, matching the music with action. Except for a few kind of random moments later in the Freebird scene.
0: Dude, but it, um... Yeah, did you did you like Samuel Jackson's lisp?
1: I I loved his character in this period. I think he was mostly playing himself with a lisp,
0: which I like that. I like that because um, I mean, I'm sure that we've all seen a lot of James Bond movies. Yes, the villain has to have some sort of body dysmorphia. you are
1: talking, yeah,
0: right, like a claw for a hand, like. Uh, has a golden gun like different things, you know, some kind of
1: deformation, something that that makes them seem off, makes them seem weird.
0: Correct. And that's why they want to basically uh damage the world because they were hurt as a child. Basically every James Bond villain needs therapy. You know, and James Bond too. Um so For in sure. this You're right. So in this they basically they took that but also took it in a weird way where uh samuel jackson just had a lisp but it wasn't it was it was noticeable but it was also not noticeable like it came it came and went at the right times if that makes sense
1: hey you ready for this callback admiral at least samuel L. jackson's valentine lisp was more consistent than ron perlman's irish accent
0: i understand that because i finished the movie because hey, i finally you, finished it finally finished
1: it at least his list was more consistent than the irish accent yeah um and
0: uh and also the other thing i liked about it was was uh well okay great. all right so going into this a lot of people are like wait but this movie came out in theaters in 2015 yes but we're going to the but numathon the uh the um the movie
1: um yeah it was the festival that it was originally released at buttonumathon right. festival in yeah. uh in the austin, uk texas. oh yeah you know you're no in austin right.
0: texas um and so it was so it was released there um and this was released uh, uh 300 was one was where it was first released too like it was different things that so this movie like this is when st- people started to talk about it because it's like, whoa, you haven't seen anything like this. Like, it's really good. And that's why I suggest uh, if you get a chance to get, like, a free um, press pass or a limited screen, like a, like a cheap, inexpensive ticket to a festival, a film festival, go. Because you don't know what movie you'll see. You don't know what what will see and what will blow up and become a big picture. I've never Impressive done anything guys. like
1: that, but I've always kind of wanted to, and Admiral, not gonna lie, I would love to go to one of these film festivals with you one day. With you and Patron and maybe GLaDOS.
0: Oh. That'd the, be the a Phantasmus heck of a road trip. The Fantastic Ph- Miss Frida's picking her head up like, can I go?
1: Yes. Can I go? Absolutely. I'm not gonna tell the Fantastic Miss Frida, no. Uh,
0: I, I value my boss. Uh, I'm 100% fine with that. We'll just have, a, we'll just have on the shirt Cinema Gems. That, that just a plain white t-shirt would just marker Cinema Gems I, I've like, been telling you for that? a while a we,
1: we could probably do pretty well with some very basic merch on the show in fact hey, if you wants merch yeah if y'all would buy merch if we just put like a film reel and a gem and have that be the logo would y'all buy or wear Cinema Gems merch let us know at cinemagems15 at gmail.com we will See what we can do. Yes, I've please been email us a lot of things. GLaDOS and I have been threatening the Admiral with, like, mock logos for years. And for years, he's been like, nah, yeah, no one would buy that. I'm not
0: saying no, I've just kind of dismissed it. I've just, I haven't just, I have even answered. I'm just like, meh. I just pushed it. I'm like, meh. Next next part of the conversation, let's go. But besides, besides everything, I'm glad you mentioned the music because I did want to say that I did hear a couple of, like, uh, James Bond sort of nods. Yes. Yeah. And I like that. I like that they did
1: that. Yeah, for sure. There's a bunch of very thematic uh spy movie motifs that they throw in there and change up just a little bit to give it its own kind of Kingsman flavor. Uh but yeah. music in this, love... from top to bottom is phenomenal. Including in yeah. some of the most intense scenes. Uh and some of the most intense scenes in this movie actually come from the training that Exe and the fellow candidates go through after Commodore Lancelot's dead. Dogs? Uh, the puppy dogs. What do you know, Admiral, about the flood scene in the barracks?
0: Oh, okay. So the flood scene because apparently that I know it of, went it terribly was wrong. Mostly CGI. It was,
1: it was mostly. CGI'd. It was not. It was very oh, really? much practical effects. In fact, their room was essentially on an elevator that lowered the room into a pool. Now, this was controlled by all kinds of computers and stuff like that, and apparently the computers malfunction and flooded the room too quickly. So the panic that you that see in their surprise. faces in this scene is genuine panic.
0: Does that you can read more me. about
1: it there there are tons of videos about it on youtube tons of articles about it online i'm not going to bore you with the details here because i can't do it all justice but basically this it's a miracle this scene made it to film <laughs> this and other that, scenes in the movie no but mostly died. this one yeah thank goodness no one died absolutely
0: uh, oh so uh so you know the uh the eco-terrorist uh, richmond valentine um Did you notice that all of the villains had American accents Mm -hmm. um, and the English, the British accents were the heroes? And I'm like, wow, way to say colonialism is good.
1: Yeah. Did you, did you know that Matthew Vaughn, an English filmmaker, loves England?
0: Of course. Of course. Didn't he also just do Argyle? Candidates. Yeah, he did Argyle.
1: Yeah, and wasn't like the whole subplot of Argyle, like British accents good, American accents bad?
0: (laughs) Mm, Not really. You haven't watched the movie I haven't
1: watched the movie, but I know that it's quote-unquote based on a novel, but the novel was just movie promo. It was literally a fake novel made to promote a movie that was coming out based on a novel that was actually just the movie. But we're not talking about Argyle. I today. liked Argyle. If you ar- liked Argyle, I, I liked believe Argyle. you and I will watch it when it comes to streaming.
0: Um so uh the other roles, the other people that were considered for Richmond Valentine were Leonardo DiCaprio. Nah. All
1: right. Tom Cruise. That would have been fun but nah. Or Idris Elba. Ooh. And we know Idris Elba can do a really good American accent, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Of, of the names you just gave me, Idris Elba is the only one that stands out that maybe could have done as phenomenal a job as Sam Jackson. That being said, I think so much of why this role works so well is that Sam Jackson is just being his charming self. And the whole premise of him as a villain is, go watch the anime Parasite that's it that's that's his villain arc his villain motivations in a nutshell that uh the earth is a living organism and when an organism has a virus it has a fever uh and tries to wipe out the virus and we humanity are the virus and need to be called need to be wiped out there needs to be a fever that way yeah it's the whole premise of the anime parasite so just go watch that that is valentine's motivations as the villain. And at the time, watching this, yep, it was pretty. I don't know, inspiring. I'm not saying his his uh, m- motives as a villain. I'm I'm not saying his methods are right. He definitely overreacted. Hold on. Wait, 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 not wait. He's not wrong. Wait. Humanity's done a poll. Are you siding? I mean, kind of. Are you are... just a little? Like I'm not encouraging. Are you a, siding with I, an eco terrorist? No, I am not encouraging a mass calling of population. I'm just saying, like maybe we need to chill with the eco emission with, with the carbon emissions. (laughs) In fact, maybe the time for us to have chilled with carbon emissions was way long ago. And it's too little too late now. Look, I'm not saying don't do your part to recycle.
0: Well, I just want the (laughs) listeners to know that I will be checking when I hug the butt maestro. I'm going to check his earlobe. I do not have have a chip
1: in my ear. I do not have uh, an explody chip in my brain. I promise. Uh look, here's here's my big environmental PSA. Um what
0: what about what about the choice of that music? Uh the music for uh they had Oh love it.
1: It was Pomp and Circumstance, and in my opinion, it is the only acceptable use of Pomp and Shoot Me Now, Circumstance. You have to understand, I'm a band kid, I have played this song for countless graduations. You start to fall asleep by the tenth repeat, and then there's at least fifteen more to go. This is one of those songs that every band kid that has had to play this hates it. So for Kingsman to have this much fun with it, yeah, this is the only acceptable context for Pomp and Circumstance.
0: Okay, so whenever you play it uh, in the future, you always think of the scene?
1: I do imagine people's heads exploding in colorful rainbow mushroom explosions, yes.
0: Which I think they, they colored it. Uh, they put color to it to avoid uh, like an NC-17 rating. Yeah,
1: it's the same reason so many movies give their aliens blue blood. It's so they can get away with a PG-13 yeah. rating. Yeah, for sure.
0: Because uh, this is rated R. This is rated R. Like, people don't realize that This it, is not it, a kid's uh, movie, but it F-mom... also
1: doesn't slap you in the face with excessive gore too often.
0: Correct. Um, and... Oh! By the way, I forgot to mention this. So going into this movie when I watched it, I preemptively watched The King's Speech when I was going into it because I thought that this was a sequel to The King's Speech because it had Colin, Colin Firth Furt. in
1: it. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I was like, oh, The King's Speech. The King's Man. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, No. Yeah, no. It doesn't. It <laughs> Not really. It doesn't.
1: Not really, not oh, really a sequel to The ran- Stuttering King.
0: C- completely random. Um, so, um, you remember when Eggsy was about to leave, like, we were first introduced to adult Eggsy, and he takes the, the medal and puts it in his shirt, and he goes out, and his mom's like, hey, can you get, you got some rizzes, you got some rizzes on you, mate. What What were they referring no. to? you go down to, you, you know what a, uh, a risla don't. is? It is um rolling papers oh in britain that is a y- it's a yeah. brand of rolling cool. papers yep that's it that's i was just like, i thought he was referring was to candy so I and i
1: up. was okay just thinking it was candy but th- i guess that makes a little more sense Dean's a douche and that's the nicest thing i can call him uh without cursing without tesla yeah.
0: barking at barking out
1: right without uh Oh, what's his name on the show? Uh, um, Dr. Almond Kringle laughing over me.
0: Oh, oh see, see I, I, I always flip a coin if it's Tesla barking or Dr. Almond Kringle laughing. I do love laughing. that. It's always, it's always a choice between those. And two. hey,
1: if anyone can email us at cinemagems uh, 15 at gmail.com and tell us the number of barks or uh, Dr. Almond Kringle laughs in a particular show. I, I'm not going to promise you a prize or anything, but we'll shout you out.
0: You could get a free shirt. If we if make, we merch. make merch.
1: We've been doing this show for, for more than five years and we still haven't made merch.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've been doing it for almost. Like nine seven years, or eight, right? So we haven't made any. Merch. Yeah. We're on eight now. Oh we're goodness, about seven, seven or nine. Um, maybe on the tenth anniversary, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll release merch. But whatever, that's besides the point. So basically, uh, this is a uh, high. Uh, it's a spy organization that uh, came into existence around the First World War because a lot of the inheritance money from uh, the children that died were going to waste. Yep. Uh, that died in the First World War uh, were going to waste, and instead of giving that money to you know better the country, or better people, they decided to create a spy organization. And have modern-day
1: knights, um, essentially.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, and we have Lancelot, uh, Galahad, uh, Arthur, Merlin, Guinevere, um, and a couple other people that I don't really know. We don't really see anybody else besides the main like four or five. But all I have to say is, how's Mark Mark Strong in this? cuz I feel like he gives a very strong I
1: want more Mark Strong as Merlin and I'm I was really mad that he died in the second one. Spoiler alert, he dies in the second one and it's kind of lame. It's kind of not cuz he goes out singing country road take me home, but like
0: I mean, he he, he, he goes go out, out like, like a, a total boss. boss. Like,
1: but why would you kill off the best characters in the movie? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Which
0: okay first of all second 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 weird thing I feel that Michael Caine was very underutilized uh, yeah hard like, agree since hard agree. sincerely underutilized
1: yeah I wish we had more
0: uh, the only time where I really like Go ahead. the only time I really felt like he was really like giving his acting. Uh was, was when he when he got dosed with the uh Yeah. His yeah. scene with
1: Exey was the, yep. the best Legit. Michael Kine scene in the whole movie. I wish we got more of that.
0: When he's like you did I, I <laughs> wish
1: we got more of him talking to the individual Kingsman knights besides Galahad a little bit more.
0: I just thought kind of like, get
1: he- there gauge his relationship with the individual knights. Like we got the idea that he kind of looked down on galahad on harry a little bit he's definitely a snob i wish we would have gotten more of a comparative snobbery with how he talked to the other kingsmen versus how we talked to harry
0: yep and i love that uh i love that he's like with with sincere honesty uh author you're a snob what snob snob just letting you know yep because basically the candidate that he picked was a shav and a lot of people are like, what's a shab? It's a, it's, a, it's a person of lower class society. That's what they call themselves, ruffians type of things, like the British version of that. Uh, and Arthur didn't believe that he had it up to snuff in order to make it with the big boys. Um, so what does Harry do? Exactly the same thing with the son. Um, And I love that we get the a, another hanging on the lantern type of thing, which are you familiar with that term? Do you know what hanging yes. on the, lan- hanging the lantern is?
1: I do, but go ahead and refresh our listeners' memories.
0: So basically, hanging the lantern is going, hey, we're acknowledging that this thing that we're talking about in this movie exists, so look at this lantern. We're just going to put it right here on the screen when they mention uh, Trading Places, uh, Pretty Woman. I love... That Exe has not seen either of those, but he has seen, uh, My Fair Lady. He's just like, like in My Fair Lady.
1: Well, yeah, it's Rex Harrison. You gotta respect. I love,
0: I love that. (laughs) I love that. That Harry's just like, hmm, you're full of surprises, aren't you? And it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Look, guys, it's this movie. I say. It is, it is a, it can be a bit of a, some scenes can be a bit of a, I guess a, oh, cringy part, about the thing. But then some other parts might be that you need a trigger warning before you go, like the church secret. I will say, I will say,
1: one trigger warning that is not necessary with this movie, the dog does not die.
0: No, it does not.
1: There, there are no, as far as I can tell, no animal deaths portrayed in this movie. Uh, there is the psych-out scene where Arthur tries to make him shoot his dog. But then just a few scenes later, we get uh, Harry explaining, No, it's a blank idiot. My dog died m- many, many years later of natural causes after I took care of him for the rest of his life. Like, your dog's gonna live. He's gonna be fine. I, uh, Yeah, the dog does not die. Yep
0: uh and uh basically uh you know goes through the trials and trials of becoming a kingsman which i thought were all good did you have a favorite one did you have a favorite one
1: the skydiving scene is fantastic just the way merlin messes with their brains and tells them one of you does not have a shoot the, well the they all scene have was good.
0: yeah the skydiving i personally like uh i like the scene after that when they have to go and um uh, Woo, yep. the person of interest. Um, And this is where we kind of get the Bechtel test pass.
1: Ooh, excuse me.
0: Be- because it's two women that aren't the main character talking about something. That is not the male alluding, main character. Yeah. They're alluding to some sort of dating rituals. And I love that, <laughs> that Matthew Vaughn skirts around He's like, oh, I'm going to pass the Bechtel test, but like, you know, just, just to make barely. sure that you, yeah, exactly. Um, but then at the end, we automatically get the Bechtel test passed when Roxy calls Exy's mom and doesn't talk about Exy and is just like, hey, put your daughter away. Everything's about to go. Uh, so a lot of people are wondering, well, what's Richmond Valentine's thing? Uh, basically, the butt maestro said it earlier. It's a culling. Um uh there is a neurological wave in the free sim cards that Valentine is giving out that uh angers uh the aggression but turns off the inhibitors so it literally makes you react is a rage virus. Yep. Essentially. It makes everyone Hulk out uncontrollably. Exactly. And you and when you turns off your inhibitors of course you can't you don't know what's going on. By the way, you know the church sequence? You know that building, that exterior, is actually in uh, south of London? Really? It's not in Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's south of Kentucky.
1: It it was Uh, definitely convincing me.
0: Oh, and by the way, you know the Kingsman Training Building, the exterior of that? You've seen that. You've seen that before. Do you want to know where at?
1: X-Men? X-Men First Class?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, but also... King Ralph. Where? King in the movie King Ralph oh, with John Goodman.
1: You're absolutely right. I do remember that.
0: That's his house. That's his house.
1: Oh, amazing.
0: Yeah. Um. And then, oh, I love that. So, uh, so, Richmond Valentine cannot. He cannot. He cannot see blood because he'll he'll. And he's he'll very
1: squeamish at the sight of blood. Throw up. Which is an interesting uh, perk, uh, an interesting flaw, an interesting character trait for a mass murderer. Yeah,
0: and I love that. I love. I love that. uh, Gazelle's like, isn't it good? Doesn't it feel good? He goes, No, it feels awful. It feels horrible. But you just killed all these other people. No, I didn't do that. They did it themselves. And I'm like, Wow, he's literally clicked his brain off. That he enhances the inhibitors and turns off the inhibitors to make people have this rage virus and he's just like no i didn't do anything i
1: yeah he is taking no responsibility for it which again is a further reflection of him taking no responsibility for all of the carbon waste his production facilities (laughs) making all these sim cards have produced which brings me to my big environmental psa no, I am not an eco-terrorist, a terrorist. I do not condone killing massive amounts of people. No, no. Valentine's approach to this is stupid. Absolutely. Um, I think every individual person should do their part to reduce, reuse, recycle. However, I will not allow billion-dollar corporations whose carbon footprint in a single day... Far exceeds any kind of carbon footprint I can accumulate over one lifetime. I will not let them guilt me into thinking I'm the problem. Am I going to do my part? Absolutely. Am I going to make a billion dollar corporation guilt me? No. Not until they start making bigger steps. So Valentine is just as culpable in a carbon footprint in destroying the environment as the people he's killing on a massive scale.
0: I 100% agree with you. Um, also, uh, watching it a second or third time in a row, did you catch that they didn't put the implants in their head when, uh, when Samuel Jackson and Gazelle were like, they're like, what? We're a thousand feet away. Watching it the second time, I was like, oh, that makes sense because they don't have the chips in their head. Because, of course, he is a megalomodonist megalomaniac, managic,
1: m- Me- megalomaniac. There you go. You almost had it, Adam. Thank you.
0: Megalomaniac. Crazy person, but he's not that crazy that he's going to put the own chip in his head. He's, he's not a moron.
1: Um, right. Cause the chip is meant to control people more than anything. The chip is meant to control people. He tells them, yeah, it's going to protect you from the, from the radio wave from the signal, but it's really there to, to, Eliminate them if they say anything. And just like, Valentine has yeah. no qualms eliminating more people in this.
0: Yep. Um, oh, and by the way, you know the the hat company, Lock and Company? Or Lock and... Was it yes. Lock and... Lock and Co. That's a real building. You can go there and get a hat.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I just love the little... The, the implication that Lock and Co. is uh, semi-related to Kingsman as tailoring partners but also kind of like keeping tabs on people i'd like to think that lock and co like every one of their hats uh that they sell has a tiny tiny bug they do
0: uh and yes guys that is the garbage truck uh to come and pick up the trash i'm still gonna go on because you know guys it that's what we do here we we try and not edit when possible when need be uh but uh
1: going for that no editing award one more time.
0: We got nominated, we didn't win. Um all I have to say is I had a fun time with this 10-year-old movie. I feel like everybody should go watch it. I it's a good watch to go check it out. Please. Just go watch it. If you
1: This is one of those movies where you have to try really hard to find something to nitpick about. This is almost a perfect movie in my opinion. The fact that it still holds up after 10 years. Uh, the fact that all of the jokes hit, all the action is clean and looks good and is easy to follow, the fact that the script is clean and easy to follow, the fact that the acting is solid all over the place. My only little nitpick with this movie uh, one scene that, and it could have been a quick scene that I think was missing because it was crucial payoff that we never really got was And I think this could have taken place in Merlin's terminal uh, tunnel thing um, right after Arthur dies, and they're the only ones left, and they have to go after Valentine. I think they really needed a moment where Merlin straight up just very quick, I dub thee Sir Lancelot, I dub thee Sir Galahad. Okay, now go kill some stuff. That would have been I think that that's the only thing that was missing. It's just a quick like you're Galahad now. You earned it. Now do this.
0: Well, I mean, technically you could see that this you could say that this mission was still a trial because for 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 Galahad, not for Lancelot cuz Lancelot was W. Yeah, Lancelot, Lancelot
1: already got it. She was in.
0: Correct. She was in. Which by the way, I'll have to say is yes for women power. To have a woman Lancelot? Thank you. Thank you.
1: Hell yes. Um, I almost cursed. I had to stop myself.
0: It's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, the Honorable Tesla barked earlier. I just should use that. He barked at the garbage <laughs> truck.
1: He Good Tesla. Thank you, buddy. Thank um, you, buddy. But yeah, scare, so... scare that garbage truck.
0: All I have to say, guys, is please go check this movie out. We have a rating system here on Cinema Gems a full gym, an amazing movie, a half gym, an all right movie, a no gym, a horrible movie. And since we already got the Honorable Tesla to read the bylaws, and the Fantasmist Frito did bring the notes over to bylaws to me, and they had little teeth marks all in it, and it was kind of wet from slobber. We don't have to check them again this week. But Maestro, what do you give the 10th anniversary of Kingsman? The Secret Service.
1: This is a very slightly scratched, but nearly perfect, whole gem. I love this movie. I love being able to go back to it and watch it. It is a movie I'm probably going to add to my watch once a year list. Um, it's phenomenal. I wish the sequels would have lived up to it, but I kind of understand this is a very high bar to me. Uh, And it's an almost perfect movie, in my opinion.
0: Um I also agree this is a very nearly perfect full gem. It's an amazing movie. It's really good. I highly suggest it to watch it if you can. Um watch the prequel. The prequel is a bombastic prequel that lives up to the World War like uh like you know how, you know, One, how in right? tw- Correct, you know how World War Correct. World War 1. You know how World War 1, World War 2, we get the news reels and we get different like, you know, like Oh, coming soon. Here's these ventures. Like type of bombastic type of like weird comic book. That's exactly what the prequel is. It's a weird bombastic comic book version. I say check the prequel out. Don't watch the sequel ever again.
1: And the prequel is The the King's Men, right? Or The the King's King's Man. Man. Yeah.
0: The King's Man. I highly suggest it. Please check it out. You got the lizard, the guy who plays the lizard, he plays Rasputin. I mean come on, yeah that's that's enough of it all. please go check it out. I highly suggest, I'm probably gonna twist the butt maestro's arm when we're able to to review that, possibly um the second it pops up on I, some
1: kind of streaming service, I'm down
0: I believe it's on Hulu um just like this one is um. But no, guys, please check it out. Please go check out both of them. Don't check out the sequel, The Kingsman, The Golden Circle.
1: And when Uh, you do, don't forget uh, to tell us about it at cinemagems15 uh, at gmail.com because we want to hear what you thought about the movie as well. What did we miss? Yeah.
0: If you think that your favorite one is Golden Circle, please email us and let us know. Please email us and let us know if you hate our review of The Kingsman, The Secret Service. We want to be the podcast that you want to listen to before we've been keeping our
1: episodes to about 45 minutes. So inevitably there's going to be a few things we gloss over. Let us know what we missed.
0: Correct. Um, and also guys, I just want to say thank you to Marty and the Eric observer for allowing us to be on your website, low Please go check out the, your 30 tab guys. They're amazing. They're phenomenal. They are way better than we are. Absolutely. And guys, thank you for Kevin George for letting us use your music. Uh, and also, guys, I just want to say that um, next week is a very special episode uh, that um, I think the my show is going to make a cameo on. Correct. Not I'm sure. mostly going to be
1: sitting on the sidelines uh, for it. I will kind of send in my little opinion blurb at the end, similar to how uh, the Admiral put his little two cents as a tag at the end of last week's episode. But I'm going to be sitting on the sideline yep. because we have one of the most special guests with her special yes. pick.
0: Correct. Um, and the week after that guys, we come back with a really bad movie. Do you want to do you want to do you want to let the people know what we're coming back I with? I, do. um, I don't think I do.
1: I don't think I do. I think let's leave it up to their imagination and make them find out when they well, we, see it on lowrainpictures.com in a few weeks.
0: We also have to double check to make sure that that's not the Oscar weekend mm. because I feel like that that might be the so we might have to push that one back for the Oscar picks. Okay. I feel, like we might, I feel like we might have to. But whatever. Oh no, God, I have fine. to procrastinate
1: it's... watching Double D? Oh no.
0: Uh, oh, you just gave it away. No, I didn't. Guys, look.
1: There's a one million of, movies with those initials.
0: Sure you... <laughs> totally. <laughs> Guys, just make sure you're taking time for yourself before you can help others. It really helps to recontextualize your brain before you even talk to any person. 100%. percent We're humans. We are living in a in a world run by humans. As much as you are prone to your faults, other people are prone to their faults. And as
1: much as you are struggling internally signal, with invisible things, so is everyone around you.
0: Correct, guys. Uh, just make sure you take some time before you can help others. Thank you, as um, always, to our amazing Swapper Jacks,
1: friends and family. We love you
0: guys. Yes. Uh, don't pour from an empty cup. Guys, and please... For the love of everything, do not become a flame windmill. Please do not light a candle at four ends.
1: Okay? The self-propelling flame windmill. I hate it so much. It shouldn't exist. I know you do. That should just be the t-shirt.
0: It should just be a flame windmill.
1: We love y'all. Guys. Thank you for listening. Admiral, thank you for Uh, having me on, as always.
0: Always, always, guys, always, and specifically you to put my shirt. Thank you for putting up with me. Um,
1: always a blast.
0: Uh, and also to, also to Patron, and also to Glados to put up with you. Just saying. Uh, Patron to put up with me—that's a whole nother thing. That's that's compounded interest no, on a bunch talk of about things that, that I. Next week. That they, that yeah. Yes, uh, guys, just remember that. You take some time for yourself where you can help others, but also, guys, remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter. you all. Bye, guys. Bye. See you later.